Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to each and every one of you around the world. Welcome back to the podcast of Walk by Faith. Um, I'm your host, Derek Henningberg, and I am here. It's almost about midnight my way, so it's a little late to be recording, but um, I have an opportunity to bring some news uh, to the podcast Um, Of course, bring some biblical truth as well, because I want to talk about a very, very important topic uh, that has made its way to the news. um, Besides the events that are going on right now and the tensions, I'll say, between the United States of America and between Iran. I would have to say that the world's second biggest story is the fires of Australia. Now, I saw some very, very, very heartbreaking uh, footage of the fires over there. And I have to tell you, it, 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 it's almost, it, it almost looks photoshopped. Like, it almost looks unreal. You know, there were some instances I saw, uh, it looked like a tiger or something. It was literally on fire, looking like it was screaming in agony and pain. And my really my first reaction was, how in the world, how could you take a photograph at a time like this? That's when that that's the first thing that crossed my mind. Like if you see an animal on fire, why is it the first thought that comes to your mind? is to take a picture of the of the animal literally dying right before your eyes like how about try to put the fire out um i thought that would be the human thing to do the logical thing to do not take a photograph and that is the world that we live in today everything needs to be recorded and everything needs a picture i see it when people fight I see it when crimes are committed. Everyone has their phones out. No one's actually trying to jump in and do something about what's going on. Those photographs were heartbreaking. I was listening to a news story earlier this morning. And there have been an estimate of at least 20 people who have died from these fires in Australia But that number has nothing, absolutely nothing on the amount of animals that have perished. It has been said to be an estimate of half a billion animals who have been killed by these fires that are taking place in Australia. Now, folks, I'm sorry. But I honestly do not feel like this is just something that's occurring in Australia just to occur. I don't feel like this is a coincidence. In other words, you got some people out there that's blaming this on weather conditions and the droughts and like it's just happening mysteriously on its own. Half a billion animals killed. To me, 
and to, for and for only twenty people to die, mind you, the people who die, are, my my condolences and prayers go go out to the deceased, the family of the deceased. But it could have been a lot worse. But I feel since it's been half a billion animals that has died, that to me that that sounds like a statement. It sounds like a statement. Honestly. So the, so the story came on again tonight on our local news. And I, I as I'm sitting on the couch with my wife, you know, I said, what did Australia do? What have they done? Like, I, I mean, this, this doesn't, this just doesn't happen. Because I feel that Australia has done something to cause this reaction. Now, some uh, some people are saying it. Some people are not saying it. But I'm going to be one of those people that says it and breaks the ice. That I believe that this, what is going on in Australia is punishment from the Lord. Because that's the first thing that came to mind is I feel this is punishment for the Lord. Now I, I did a little research as far as seeing if I could find out what has been going on in Australia. Now I, for one, do not follow Australia. I have no idea what goes on in Australia, which is why I decided to do my research. So it didn't take me long to come across a very interesting article that came from the daily, uh, the new daily. And the article was published uh, November 17th, 2019. And it's titled, Button Up, Alex Jones Lays into Israel Foley for Saying Brush Fires Are God's Punishment. So, I'm going to be honest, I don't know who Israel Foley is. But as I'm looking at a photograph of him. He looks like he's standing behind a pulpit in what seems to be a church and a Bible in his hand. So he looks like someone who could possibly be a pastor or a preacher or some sort of an evangelist or what have you. But if he's saying that brush fires are God's punishment to Australia, then that leads me to believe that, yeah, this man, he has to be some sort of a a minister or something. And, and, and a minister who's not scared to preach the Bible either. A pastor who's not afraid of telling it like it is. A pastor who's not afraid of preaching on God's judgment and God's punishment and preaching on sin and repentance. We need more of that. You know, if we continue with this, this trend of pastors not preaching the truth, when the truth is finally preached, it's going to be very difficult for people to accept because they're so used to being fed lies and sugarcoating things. 
So I'm going to read the article and it says, Sacked Wally, Israel Foley has drawn widespread condemnation for his weekend sermon claiming NSW and Queensland fires are God's way of punishing Australia for approving same-sex marriage and giving women access to safe legal abortion. Hmm. Same-sex marriage and abortion. I am not surprised. I am not surprised. So before I continue with this article, I want to go to another article that I came to. This is out of the New York Times. And it was published December the 7th, uh, 2017. And the titles Australia makes same sex marriage legal. So December 7th of 2017, Australia officially made uh, same sex marriage legal. That's about two years after they started it in America. And I'm just going to read some of the article. It says Sydney, Australia, Australia's permanent vote uh, overwhelmingly to legalize same sex marriage on Thursday, overcoming years of conservative resistance to intact change that the public had made clear that it wanted. OK, so there you have it right there. Australia legalized uh, same sex marriage. Basically spitting in the face of the Lord like so many people like to do and think that there are no consequences. OK, so we're going to go back to the um, original article that is in the daily on uh, the new daily. And I'm just going to quote some of the words that Israel Foley, the pastor here uh, that he had to say. And he's basically saying here that, you know, he his comments were out of love. You know, the things that he said was out of love in his sermon towards Australia. It wasn't out of hate. It wasn't out of despising or discrimination, but it was out of love. You know, when pe people, when you tell them about their sins and you tell them the potential consequences of their sins, they don't take that as you showing love. They take that as you being hateful. They take it as you being a bigot. They take it as you being intolerant. Intolerant, I'm sorry. All of these words here that they like to use when the fact is when you rebuke somebody and you tell them about their sin and that they need to repent, that really is true love. I mean, how do I look not telling you about the gospel of Jesus? How do I look just watching you dwell in your sin knowing that God's going to send you straight to hell? That's not love. That's hatred. If you love somebody, you tell them the truth. But it's not our fault that the truth sounds scarce. Foley goes on to say he wanted Australians to acknowledge the word of God and hopefully receive it and open their hearts. Okay. Let's go on to see. Uh, he goes on to say, I've been looking around 
at the events that have been happening in Australia these past couple of weeks with all the natural disasters and the brush fires and the droughts. He says in the clip on the Truth of Jesus Christ uh, Church Sydney Facebook page, Israel goes on to quote, Look how rapid these brush fires and droughts, all these things have come in such a short time period. Do you think it's a coincidence or not? And he continues by saying, God is speaking to you guys, Australia. You need to repent. And these laws, they need to turn back to what is right. And his final comment here is, he added uh, the tragic event. The tragic events were just a taste, just a taste of God's judgment. Now, that last part should really make people think that this is just a taste of God's judgment. Now, mind you, I said that this article was posted November the 17th. It is... January the 6th, and look at what has escalated since November. It has gotten worse, and it continues to grow. It continues to get worse, and it doesn't really look like there's no end in sight. They have red skies in Australia. It looks like hell over there. Right now, like it literally looks like hell. Now, I honestly feel that Australia truly is undergoing uh, punishment for what they have done, legalizing same-sex marriage and abortion. Folks, let me tell you something. You are not going to do whatever you want to do with no consequences. You are not going to live the way you want to live without paying a price. It's just not going to happen. You cannot endorse sin and not expect the Lord to react. It doesn't matter what your opinion is. It does not matter what you what you think, think, how you think things should be. It just doesn't matter. For the Bible tells us that the world, the earth is the Lord's and, and the fullness thereof. It's not ours. It's his. And he can do whatever he wants to do. He can do whatever he wants to do. We have to remember in the book of Genesis that the Lord promised to never flood the world again by putting the bow in the in the air. And for some of you liberals out there, and for some of you people who may have been born at a later age, the rainbow flag does not belong to the LGBTQ community. That flag, those colors represent God's covenant. And his promise to never flood this world again. But I can tell you this. You know, even though water, the element of water, I'll say, will not be the Lord's selection for 
punish me, punishing the world, it shall come by fire for sure. And the book of Revelation tells us that clearly that this world needs to be purged and it shall be purged by fire. So I'm going to read some scriptures. Okay, and some of them are short. And some of them are a little on the long side, but nonetheless, it's okay. We we need to go over this and we need to talk about this. And the, the majority of these scriptures are about God punishing people who opposed him. I'm going to start with Jude. Jude chapter one. Verse seven. And it says, as Sodom and Gomorrah. And the cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Now, we all know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, we've heard it. It, 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 you don't even have to be a Christian, and you should and you should know about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. One of the most wickedest, if not the most wickedest city ever. So wicked that God literally condemned the city to to death. Unredeemable, unsavable. So bad that it needed to be destroyed. How bad of a person do you need to be for God to just say, I'm just going to I'm just going to kill you. Because you are so evil and so wicked. And I'm thinking, how bad do people need to be? And I, and I look around me. And I'm like. Are we at that point? Like we were at Sodom and Gomorrah, have we reached that point yet? Because the people that I see seem to hate God so much that they purposely rebel and do the opposite of what he says to not do. The Antichrist spirit is upon us. Whether you see it or not. And Sodom and Gomorrah paid the ultimate price. They paid the ultimate price. For not only disobeying God. But worshiping their own gods. Doing what is filthy. To human common sense. And the Lord just punished them. By fire and brimstone. Let us turn over to Ezekiel 7, verse 3. Ezekiel 7, verse 3. And it says, Now the end has come upon you, and I will send my anger against you. I will judge you according to your ways, and I will repay you for all of your abominations. Now, this verse right here just really speaks volumes. 
it speaks volumes. You know, for him to say, I will judge you according to your ways. Says a lot. And you can just put Australia. Right after the word you like, like if we can say, I will judge you, Australia, according to your ways. So if you approve this, if you condone that. You will pay. I I will judge you. For your abominations. For same sex marriage is an abomination. It is. Abortions is extremely wicked. It is murder. It is mass murder. It is the act of a very selfish person who does not want to take the consequences for the sins that they commit. You fornicate, have sex outside of marriage, and you get pregnant. And now you want to run to the clinic to get an abortion because you don't want to pay the price for your sins. You can't cover your sins with sins. Yeah, you may have dodged a bullet, but you will not dodge the wrath of God when your when your day comes. You won't. You can go to the clinic and get your abortion. Terminate your baby. Your blood that you killed. And you won't have to worry about changing diapers. You won't have to worry about paying for daycare. You won't have to worry about crying all night and making bottles. Yeah, you can go back to living your sinful life. But understand, there will come a day where you will answer for your crimes. You will. And I believe Australia is paying for that right now. Condoning what the Lord considers an abomination supporting what the Lord says is wicked. I mean, this says now the end has come upon you and I will send my anger against you. My anger for the Lord to say, I'm going to send my anger towards you and punish you for what you have done is a very scary thing to think about. Very scary. And and to be honest with you, I, I don't understand. I really don't understand how there is not a fear of God in this world anymore. It, it, it seems like the only time people call out the God or whatnot is when tragedy strikes. And that's sad. It's sad the only time people reach out to God is when tragedy strikes. It really is. I'm going to read one more uh, book. Not a whole book, but a chapter, most of it. And you'll have to bear with me. Um, it's a pretty long chapter, but I really want to go ahead and read it because it says a lot. And I'll read and I'll stop and and then I'll keep going and talk a little bit as I read. And it's out of Leviticus 26. 
verses 14 all the way to 39. Leviticus 26, 14 through 39. And it says, but if you do not obey me and I do not observe and not observe all my commandments. And if you despise my statutes or if your souls abhor my judgments so that you do not perform all my commandments, but break my covenant. I will also do this to you. I will ever appoint terror over you. Wasting disease and fever which shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of the heart. And you shall sow your seed in vain for your enemies shall eat it. I will set my face against you and you shall be defeated by your enemies. So thus far, folks, the Lord is very angry right now with those who decide that they want to disobey him. And there is a lot of things that the Lord will allow to happen to you if you choose to be disobedient and if you choose to not serve him and, and follow his statutes. Uh, verses, oh, let me finish that. We're going to finish verse 16. And you shall, uh, no, I already read that, sorry. Uh, verse 17, I will set my face against you and you shall be defeated by your enemies so he's saying you know i'm not gonna fight for you anymore i'm gonna just stand to the side and you're just gonna be defeated by your enemies you have essentially lost the protection of god those who hate you shall reign over you and you shall flee when no one pursues you and after all this if you do not obey me then i will punish you seven times more for your sins, oh my gosh, I will break the pride of your power. I will make your heavens like iron and your earth like bronze. And your strength shall be spent in vain, for your land should not yield its produce, nor shall the trees of the land yield their fruit. Then, if you walk contrary to me, and are not willing to obey me, I will bring you seven times more plagues according to your sins. Folks, God is not playing. You cannot do what you want to do and not expect heavy, heavy consequences. There is a price to be paid for sin. Verse 22 says, I will also send wild beasts among you which shall rob you of your children, destroy your livestock, and make you few in numbers. And your highways shall be desolate. And if they, and if these things you are not referred by, are reformed by me, but walk contrary to me, then I will also wait, walk contrary to you. I will punish you yet seven times for your sins. And I will bring a sword against you that will execute the vengeance of the covenant. When you are gathered together within your cities, I will send pestilence among you and you shall be delivered into the hands of the enemy. When I have cut off your supply of bread, 
10 women shall bake your bread in one oven and they shall bring back your bread by weight and you shall eat and not be satisfied. Whew, that's, a, that's, that's just rough to eat and not be satisfied. Verse 27. And after all this, if you do not obey me, but walk contrary to me, then I also will walk contrary to you in fury. And I, even I, will chasten you seven times for your sin. You shall eat the flesh of your sons, and you shall eat the flesh of your daughters. I will destroy your high places, cut down your incense altars, and cast your carcass on the lifeless forms of your idols. And my soul shall abhor you. I will lay your cities to waste, to waste and bring your sanctuaries to desolation. And I will not smell the fragrance of your sweet aroma. I will bring the land to desolation. And your enemies who dwell in it shall be astonished at it. Verse 33. I will scatter you among the nations and draw out the sword after you. Your land shall be desolate and your cities waste. Then the land shall enjoy the Sabbaths. As long as it lies desolate and you are the enemies of the land and the land shall rest and enjoy its Sabbaths. As long as it lies desolate, it shall rest for the time it did not rest on your Sabbaths when you dwelt in it. And as for those who are, excuse me, and as for those of you who are left I will send fan of what is this? Not famines. I will send faintness into your hearts in the lands of your enemies. The sound of the shaking leaf shall cause thee to flee. They shall flee, though fleeing from a sword, and they shall fall when no one pursues them. They shall stumble over one another as if they were before a sword when no one pursues. And shall have no power to stand before your enemies. You shall perish among the nations. And the land of your enemies shall eat you up. And those of you who are left shall waste away in their iniquity in your enemies lands. And also in their father's iniquities which are with them. They shall waste away. Wow. My goodness. Whew. First of all, that was a lot of reading. Second, that was scary and powerful. And this is the Lord talking to Israel. I could tell you right now what jumped out at me about all of those verses is that the Lord really wanted them to obey. He really wanted them to follow him. He did. He sincerely did. Because he kept saying, if you don't, if you still don't follow my statutes and commandments, then I will do this. And if you still don't, after I've done that, then I will do this. And if you still choose to do what you want to do, then I'm going to do this. You know, he's, 
showing mercy as I read this. But then there comes a point where he just where it, it, it was a part where he said, I'm going to be contrary to you with fury. And at that point, it seemed like he just let loose on Israel. Folks, Israel has been known to constantly turn their back on God and worship false idols. There, there's just, it's just been so many times, especially in the book of Exodus. And the Lord is just, he's very clear about what's going to happen to you if you choose to disobey him. And even the place like Australia, living in sin, promoting abominations and wickedness, they too are feeling the wrath of the Lord. To, it, it's like all, it's like here in the United States, it's California who has the issues with brush fires. That place, that state has issues with brush fires that destroy hundreds of homes and they have an uncontrollable earthquake situation to where at any moment a massive earthquake can just hit even though either in in California itself or off the coast of California causing a um a huge tsunami so California believe I I would not be surprised if something occurred and California got hit with some sort of horrible horrible event natural disaster fire earthquake tsunami they got so many threats it can, because it's a wicked state number one it's a very very wicked state and if you're from california i'm sorry it, but i have to say it california is a godless state i said that a few weeks ago when this woman disagreed with me and of course she was being biased because she's from california i'm not saying there are no christians in california i'm not saying there are no people over there who don't love the lord but as a whole california doesn't love god as a whole the world does not love god and because of that Punishment will be, what will be, it'll, it'll come down like a hammer. It's only a matter of time. Folks, what's going on in Australia should, should serve as a warning. It should serve as a warning to us all. That if this can happen in Australia... Don't think that it can't happen wherever you are. Because it can. Be sure that your sin will find you out. Your sin will find you out. And along with sin follows punishment. Punishment. 
And along with punishment follows consequences. I made a YouTube video about an hour ago on the same subject. And we can take, for instance, the sin of fornication. The sin of fornication comes with a lot of side effects. And if we don't know what fornication means, it's sex outside of marriage. You have to wonder why is there such an alarming rate of HIV and AIDS across America? It's because people indulge in sex. It's because they love the sin of fornication. It's because they want to do whatever they want to do with no consequences. But the fact is, we have sexually transmitted diseases for a reason. They are the pestilence that the Lord talked about in the book of Matthew 24. These are the pestilence, illnesses, sicknesses, AIDS, HIVs, syphilis, chlamydia, gonorrhea, herpes, and the list goes on. These are all consequences of sexual immorality. Sexual immorality. And this goes for adultery too. You step outside of your marriage with the wrong person and you get an STD because you decided to sin against your wife or you decided to sin against your husband. And now you have to live with whatever it is you got because you fell into sin. There is consequences for sin. And if you're going to keep flying it, flaunting it in the face of God, you're going to get his attention. And when you do get his attention, he's going to respond. And as you can see, Australia is feeling the effects of that response as we speak. They're paying for their sins. But at the same time, I know that there are people in Australia who are really pondering life right now, who are really thinking about the future, who are really thinking about maybe this is punishment. Maybe this is judgment. Because like that preacher said in that article that I I read to you all, which was posted back in November, he said, this is only a taste of God's judgment. It's only a taste. You haven't seen anything yet. Nothing. The whole world will burn one day. And I understand that this is the, this is the type of stuff that people don't want to talk about. This is not your typical sermon. You're not going to hear about this in church every, every Sunday. Some people don't want to touch it, but I'm going to touch it because it's the truth. It's biblical. It needs to be talked about. People need to know the truth. People need to learn because if they don't, they perish for lack of knowledge. Like the book of Hosea says, for my people, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Well, you're not going to not get knowledge here you're going to get the truth you're going to get it whether you like it or not whether you agree with it or not it's fine 
But I'll tell you that God does not agree with a sinful lifestyle. God does not agree with people agreeing with sin. He does not agree with people condoning sin. He does not agree with it at all. And it will come with consequences. Let the world see Australia right now as an example. As to what happens when you spit in the face of God. Let Australia be an example for the world to see what happens when you decide to go against the word of God. Let them see what happens. And maybe, just maybe, it'll cause some people to repent. It'll cause some people to turn from their sins and their wicked ways. It'll cause some people to call upon the name of the Lord. For the Bible tells us that if you whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That you must be born again to enter the kingdom, kingdom of God. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no getting around it. There's no negotiating. There are no other ways. Please do not listen to these false religions telling you that there are many ways to heaven. You, When you die and you pass away, you will be sadly mistaken to learn that there is only one way to heaven. And his name is Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus Christ. Now in closing, I'm going to give you the gospel. And all you have to do is believe it. 1 Corinthians 15, chapters 1 through 4. And it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which is also you receive and in which you stand, by which also you are saved if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I deliver to you, first of all, which I also receive, that Christ died for your sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. If you believe that Jesus died for your sins, if you believe that he was buried and that he rose again three days later. If you believe that with all your heart. And you don't doubt it. And you're not believing in vain. You will be saved. Salvation has been made so easy. And so simple that a child can understand it. A child can accept it. And a child can believe it. Make no mistake that your good works won't get you into heaven and your inclined thoughts on morality won't get you into heaven either. In the book of Ephesians, it tells us that the salvation is a gift of God. Not of works, least any man should boast. It's it's a it's a gift from God to us. Jesus Christ, he gave us his son. So that we can dwell with him in heaven. Because we can't do it on our own. We're too weak. 
The flesh can't see heaven. We're too flawed. That sinful nature keeps us away. But the Lord, Jesus, he's perfect. Blemish free, sin free. Innocent. And if we accept him, we too can inherit eternal life. It's that simple. Thank you for tuning in. I pray that you accept Jesus Christ today as your Lord and Savior. I'll see you on the next episode. And have a good evening.